Good morning, it's December 6th, and this is To My Liberal Friend. Years ago, members of Congress could disagree politically and still be friends. My boss at that time, <clears throat> Senator Orrin Hatch, was close friends with Ted Kennedy. Now, they forged a personal friendship that allowed them to work together in issues and produce some major legislation that has benefited the public at large. They differed politically, but they could still be friends. John Bro and Trent Lott are another classic example. They got to know each other when they were both staff members in the House. Roe was a Democrat and Lauder Republican. They continued their friendship when both were elected to House Representatives and later as U.S. Senators. Lott became the Republican leader and Bro the top Democrat on the Finance Committee. When they both eventually retired from the Senate, they worked together in a government relations firm. And I can cite multiple examples of this civil and friendly behavior. During my career, I was always a Republican, but I counted multiple Democratic members as close friends. They would include Jim Chapman, Democrat from Texas, Joe Baca, Democrat from California, and Jim Clyburn, Democrat from South Carolina. I assisted Mr. Clyburn in getting one of his key pieces of legislation passed, and he writes about my efforts in his book, Blessed Experiences. But things started to change around 2000. Democrats convinced themselves that George W. Bush had stolen the election. Yeah, they ran and raved about the election being stolen and wouldn't shut up. And things started to become more partisan. The young Democrats that had worked in the Clinton White House <clears throat> were angry because they expected to keep their jobs with an Al Gore win. They removed all the W keys on the computer keyboards. In the intervening years, we have watched both sides on the aisle become more and more partisan. The Republican caucus has moved more to the right, and the Freedom Caucus has become a major headache to every Republican leader. This year, it led to the downfall of Speaker Kevin McCarthy. On the Democratic side, they've moved hard to the left. The Progressive Caucus has pushed the policy initiatives of the Democrats leftward. Led by the squad, their leader, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, they demanded that their caucus both support and move their initiatives. The result of this polarization of Congress, which seems to mirror the electorate in the country, is that very little can be accomplished. Votes on issues are primarily along party lines, and the hardliners in both parties prevent the leadership from bringing any bill to the floor that might even seem to be moderate. I keep hearing people I know who say they never compromise. I tell them it says three things about you. First, you've never been married. I've been married for almost 54 years, and I can assure you I've compromised as, as my wife. Second, you have never raised teenage daughters. I raised four of them, and every day was a compromise. My wife would tell me to pick my battles. And finally, the third, you've never been in business. You're always compromising. Well, this year we're seeing a record number of members of Congress announcing they're not running for re-election. Many of them cite the frustration of getting anything done. As of today, 34 members of the House have said they will not be coming back. Now, I'm sure there'll be more, and that number will get close to 50. Now, some will say good riddance, and there's some merit to this. And I've gone back and forth on the idea of term limits. Right now, I'm more in the line of an age limit of 75. Well, my former business partner, Matt Salmon, a Republican from Arizona, was elected to the House in 94, promised to only serve six years, and voluntarily left in 2000 after winning with 65%. He then got talked into running again in 2012, something I told him he was crazy to do. He asked me if he won, would I be his chief of staff? And I told him I loved him, but there was only room for one idiot in the conversation. It was not me. He served another four years and realized it was futile in trying to get something done and opted not to run again. And this is the frustration that many members of the House feel. There's no longer room for anyone in the middle where the majority of the electorate really is. 
in my opinion, and the far left and the far right dictate that nothing can be done except around the edges. There are so many issues that need to be addressed, but all would require some form of compromise, which has become a dirty word in politics today. Now, here's a short list of some issues that I'd like to see resolved. Entitlement programs. We need to make some reforms in both Social Security and Medicare because they're running out of money and Medicare could bankrupt us. Both are being caused major problems because we live a lot longer than we did 50 to 75 years ago. Immigration. We need a major reformation on the immigration system, and that would include total border security, taking care of the dreamers, and making sure asylum claims are just that and not some roost in the country. Crime. This is an issue that's out of control in many urban areas. The movement has to be lax on criminals is only emboldened them. Organized shoplifting, carjackings, burglaries, street robberies, and other crimes are exploding, and businesses and the people cannot thrive in this environment. Energy issues. Renewable energy is a goal that we should be pursuing, but until it becomes economically possible, we cannot ignore fossil fuel sources. EVs are being pushed by the Biden administration, but even the car manufacturers are now saying they're losing money on them and the public does not want to buy them. Spending. This is, in my opinion, the major problem facing us. The national debt is over $33 trillion and rising. The increased interest rates that resulted from inflation caused by government spending will devour more and more of our budget. We've got to control our spending. So there are more issues facing us, but this is just some of the top of my head. But to fix these and other problems requires working together and not the current polarization that exists. It means the electorate should start demanding that those on the left and right either get the picture or they'll be replaced. This has been To My Liberal Friends. Thanks for listening.